Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 15 minutes remain here in Tampa. Took a long time for this game to get underway. A weather delay of two and a half hours plus. But uh, we've uh, certainly seen the Cougars perform in a way that has made uh, the wait well worth it. BYU leads it 47-21. to 21. Cougs have uh, dropped off somewhat in the second half as USF has put some scoring drives together and narrowed the gap. But the Cougs still comfortably in front. BYU football is brought to you in part by Fillmore Spencer. Fillmore Spencer, Utah Valley's favorite local law firm, can play offense, defense, or provide a little coaching. Fillmore Spencer, attorneys at law. Solving problems and seizing opportunities for you, your family, and your business. BYU, in addition to its uh, scoreboard and statistical edge, 47-21 on the scoreboard, 499 to 234, better than 2-1 yardage advantage. Has a nearly 10-minute edge in possession time as well. 25-plus for BYU to 16-plus minutes for USF. Greg Grubel and Riley Nelson here in the broadcast booth. Mitchell Jurgens down on the field and in the Zions Bank end zone for big-time banking. Where the home team feels, Zions Bank is for you. Let's head down to Mitch and see what's uh, what's shaking down here at Raymond James Stadium. Mitch. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that needs to change, I mean, obviously, the you know, so far in points, USF has outscored BYU in the second half, and you can see it uh, on the BYU players. I don't know if it's the two-and-a-half-hour delay. Um, maybe these guys are tired, but there's, there's got to be a, an increase in energy, some uh, just some momentum, get that back to finish out. The, the game strong. I'm sure that's one of the things that Kalani is going to be watching and looking for is how does this team finish? They've gone through some adversity um, in this half already. How do, how do you respond? Um, because that's going to be very telling of, uh, you know, the preparation leading into Baylor next week. And uh, Thank you, Mitch. And I think on that point, Riley, I think this next play is a big one for BYU. It's a third and six. Uh, you've already seen USF outscore you 21-9 to nine since going up big. And uh, you know, they could get the ball back here looking for a third touchdown drive and four possessions. These are, these are six big yards for BYU. And where the ball is, 40-yard line, I think it's fair to say that the uh, offensive coordinator about uh, 10 feet to your left is thinking about this being two-down territory. He's come out of this long end-of-quarter break with two plays to get six yards if they can't get it on third down. You have to finish You have to finish drive strong, and you have to finish the game strong as we enter the fourth quarter up 47-21. If they can finish this drive with a touchdown, that's probably the the night for the starters, putting up over 50 points uh, and on 500 yards and over 500 yards. But you got to finish right, and uh, they finished the last drive with a big play. They were unable to finish the previous drive. They had a, a INT in the end zone in scoring territory and gave up points. Chris Brooks back in the backfield. He's already on the fourth best single-game rushing performance of his collegiate career, including his days at Cal. 112 yards on 10 totes tonight. Jaron Hall's in shotgun with Chris Brooks to his right hip. Third down and six. Jaron will take a step, a three-step drop and throw it off in the right flat. First down for Chase Roberts. Roberts runs into a blocker, keeps the legs churning, gets down to the 40-yard line of USF. So on third and six, a nearly 20-yard gain as Chase Roberts has his third catch of the game. Chase is now tied for second in catches. Three grabs for the American Fork High School product. So good to see Chase on the field. He put up more than 3,700 receiving yards and 40 touchdowns at American Fork High School. That's a lot of work. As a senior, 
More than 1,700 yards and 18 scores. Under center goes Jaron Hall. First and 10, BYU at the USF 41. Chris Brooks remains a lone setback. They motion Keanu Hill from right to left. They hand off Brooks. Brooks goes off tackle left, and they did a nice job hanging on to Chris that time and yanking him back after a gain of three. It'll be second down and seven. DJ Gordon, the fourth, makes the tackle for South Florida. So BYU looking to open with a season-opening victory for the sixth time in seven Kalani Sitake seasons. And if BYU hangs on for the win, Kalani will go for win number 50 at BYU next Saturday, home to Baylor. BYU and Baylor, 8-15 Mountain Time. Two future Big 12 rivals doing battle in BYU's final season of FBS Independence. Next year, BYU-Baylor will be a conference game. Presuming they play, and we would think they would. There will be some teams missed year to year. Chris Brooks takes the handoff, feeling his way left. A stiff arm to get to the edge. Nicely done. And down the sideline he goes. First down and more, Christopher Brooks. What a run. Stiff arm in the backfield, and he's off to the boundary and moves the sticks again for BYU on second and seven. He stiff-armed T.J. Robinson to the turf in Tampa. The strength and then the explosion. Once he was able to stiff-arm that guy to the ground, it felt like he was 10 yards down the field very quickly. He's got a very powerful stride. I love watching this guy run. Brian Norris was the recipient of the stiff arm on the edge, by the way. So Brooks with the first down, first and 10 from the 23 of USF. Cook's looking to get it back into the end zone and top the half-century plateau. 47-21, 12-40 to play. They motion Miles Davis. They give straight away Chris. Chris goes from left side to right side and lowers the helmet for a strong run of five. Second and five. So off tackle right that time for Brooks. Chris now up to 130 yards, make it 135 on 13 carries, still averaging more than 10 yards a carry in his BYU debut. What a find. And Aaron Roderick told us on Coordinator's Corner this week they've had an eye on Chris Brooks for a long time. And they finally get him from Cal to BYU. BYU 25-4 under Kalani with a 100-yard rusher, and they've got Chris tonight at 135. 47-21, Cougs leading it, second and five. Miles Davis, op motion, takes fly sweep and loses yards on the handoff. It'll be back to third down and nine. So from second and five to third and nine. And now BYU's got to find nine yards to move the chains or bring Jake Oldroyd in, you'd think, to add points and get to 50. Not sure that Aaron's thinking two plays for nine yards here, but you never know. Again, the outcome of the game's not really in doubt, and he might just want to put the hammer down in a certain way here and finish things out the right way. Either way, let's run the third and nine first and see what happens. Third down nine for BYU at the USF 22 after a loss on the play to Davis. Jaron Hall in gun. Lopini, Lopini Katoa left hip. Tight end left. Double wides to the right. They motion Roberts. Hand off Katoa. Not close. It'll be just to the 20-yard line on third and nine gain of two. So fourth and seven coming up, and it'll be Jake Oldroyd in to give BYU 50. So the uh, play to Davis blows up the drive. And it'll be a field goal try from Jake Oldroyd of 37 yards. Jake is one for one tonight. Jake with a field goal of 39. This from 37 from the right hash. Rico will hold on the snap from Austin Riggs. Good snap, kind of low. Hold is down. The kick is on its way. And it's through for three. Jake Oldroyd puts BYU at the half-century mark. 50-21. to 21. 
BYU, which once led 38-0, now leads by 29 at 50-21. to 10-29 to play in the fourth quarter, and timeout on the field. We'll come back with a Utah Pork Producers pigskin scoring summary after Jake Oldroyd puts the Cougs up 50-21 to on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 37-yard Jake Oldroyd field goal makes it 50-21. to BYU scores to go up 29 with 10-29 to play in the fourth quarter, bringing us to another Utah Pork Producers and National Pork Board pigskin scoring summary. For every Cougar point scored this season, and there's been 50 of them today, your Utah Pork Producers and Smithfield Foods will donate 75 servings of nutritious protein to the Utah Food Bank to help Utah families in need. For more information on points for protein, Follow Utah Pork Producers Association on Facebook and Instagram. That last drive goes 11 plays, 55 yards, takes 6.54 off the clock, notably, and ends in a 37-yard Jake Oldroyd field goal. Jake is 2-for-2 today on field goals, making 39 and 37-yarders. And Jake is now uh, 24 for his last 28 on field goal tries and has 43 three-pointers in his BYU career. And Oldroyd will now kick off, and it's also... Notable that Jake's uh, gone all the way. Uh, the back issues have remedied themselves for this week and has looked good out there. BYU's up 50-21. to 21. Jimmy Horn Jr. and Brian Batty are back to return. And their last two kickoff returns have resulted in a touchdown and a first down at the BYU 43-yard line. And they're going to squib and force a catch at the 40-yard line. So still good field position, 41 and a flag flew. Is BYU offside on the kick? If so, it'll go to the 46, and again, USF will have great field position after a kickoff. And Ed Lamb is not quite sure what he got out of Jake on that one. He came out to talk with Oldroyd. Kicking team, that five-yard penalty will be added to the dead ball spot. Wow. First down. Well, the Cougs have done themselves no favors on kickoffs here in the second half, Riley. Kickoff return touchdown. Long kickoff with a hit out of bounds. And this one, a, a half-squib kind of pooch and an offside that puts the ball at the 46 of USF. They've gotten a touchdown, the BYU 43 and the USF 46 on three kickoffs from BYU here in the second half. Special teams have been spotty. Yeah, and, and that, that appeared to be somewhat designed, yet by the way Ed came out to talk with Jake, that was some kind of mishit. Hmm. So either way, USF in great field position. BYU should be pinning, and instead they're giving USF tremendous opportunities here near midfield. In a game BYU leads big, that said. The handoff Mangum to the play fake, and the throw comes near side to Holden Willis, a short catch in the left flat. It'll go for five, second down and five for the Bulls. BYU football brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen have been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Learn more at SiegfriedandJensen.com. BYU 50 and USF 21. Second and five. Mangum on the handoff has a first down into the secondary. He goes inside the BYU 40. Max Tooley on the tackle. BYU, by the way, has scored in every quarter of this game. Under Kalani, when BYU scores in every quarter, a 24-2 record, 13 consecutive wins, about to go to 14. Empty for Bohannon, a knee-high snap. 
The right-hander has a man open on the far sideline. And on first and 10, gain of 10. Another first down for USF. 9-10 to play here in Tampa. And BYU with a 50-21 lead, a 29-point edge. But uh, bleeding a few yards in this game, in the second half. The yardage edge still is uh, significant. 539-259 to 259 in BYU's favor. So better than 2-1 to one on yardage. As Bohannon goes shotgun with Dukes to his left hip. First and 10 at the BYU 29. A force out by Thule and a throw behind the intended receiver, Omari and Dollison. It'll go to second down and 10. Yeah, Greg, the score is not going to reflect what uh, the yardage or the box score will. You keep mentioning the 2-to-1 ratio in yardage. USF obviously picked up seven of their points on 90 yards that aren't being accounted for in offensive yardage there. Second and 10 from the BYU 29. Bohannon gun with Dukes, the Clemson transfer. Strength is left. The look is left. And the draw after a half run to the left by... Bohannon results in a handoff to Dukes, and Dukes scampers and slaloms his way for six to the right side. Gave Judy Lally with the tackle. Last time BYU scored 50-plus against an FBS team in a season opener. You've got to go all the way back to, well, okay, just 2020. It was two years ago, <laughs> the Navy game. COVID year. Bohannon, shotgun handoff Dukes. Dukes, bumper cars off a tackle to the right side, but he's hornswoggled after a gain of four on third and five. It was four down for on them side, all the way. On, and so fourth and one. So four down territory with BYU leading at 50 to 21. Fourth and two. They say he was down two yards shy of the line to gain. But uh, 50 point op openers are by no means common. Before that Navy game, you got to go back to the Tulane game in the first Gary Croton era contest when BYU scored 70 and beat Tulane 70 to 35. Fourth and two for USF at the BYU 21. Shotgun snap to Bohannon. They give Mangum middle, and he's got the first down. Jaron Mangum tackled by Kabika Gagne. And so a new set of downs for USF. First and ten at the BYU 17. Well, both last year and this, USF took a while to get going, but once the game was out of hand, they got a lot done. Of course, last year, they actually did make it a one-possession game by the end. Got up to 35-27. They won't get that close this year. Last year, down 21-0 before scoring. This year, 38-0 before scoring. Play clock's down to 10. With 6.55 to play here at Raymond James Stadium. Bohannon, shotgun snap. Fakes an option toss to the left. Keeper for Bohannon, and he's... Dragged down at the near hash inside the 15 after a gain of three. Second down seven. This game crawling toward its conclusion. BYU 50 and USF 21. BYU football is brought to you by Tucano's. Back to school, back to football, and back to Tucano's Brazilian Grill. Whether it's the flame-grilled meats, seafood, or the award-winning salad festival, the unlimited salad festival, dinner at Tucano's is an experience you can't get anywhere else. Second and seven from the BYU 15. Pistol, the turn and give to Batty. Batty, not a lot of run to room to the left numbers. And on second and seven, he got about three. Give him two, third down and five. 
Clock will go under six minutes. Greg Grubel, Riley Nelson here at our broadcast booth. Mitchell Jurgens down on the field and reporting from the Zions Bank end zone for big-time banking with a home team feel. Zions Bank is for you. Third down and five for the Bulls at the BYU 13-yard line. Play clock down to 10 again. Three down linemen for the Cougs. They're going to bring four and drop seven and see an incomplete pass to the right flat intended for Jared Mangum. So fourth down and five. Could give your field goal kicker some work here, or you could say it's four down territory and try to keep this drive alive, which they will do. 50 to 21. BYU's up 29 with 5.31 to play. The clock stops on the incomplete pass. Play clock down to 20. Baylor Bears, BYU's home opening foe next Saturday. And Baylor leading Albany by a score of 42 to 10. So a 32-point lead there, a 29-point lead here. Bohannon shotgun. He waves away Mangum. They go empty. Low snap to Bohannon. He throws incomplete and nearly intercepted behind the receiver and nearly picked off on the goal line. But it falls incomplete in the neighborhood was Hayden Livingston. Nearly had the pick, but it fell through his hands after leaving the receiver's grasp. And it'll be BYU taking over on downs at the 13-yard line. So the Cougs have some work to do, some sticks to move before calling it good here. They will try a traditional football drive and see what transpires here in the next 5.26 of play. We'll come back for the closing moments of play here in Tampa. 50-21, to 21, BYU leads USF. First down and 10 for BYU to its own 13-yard line next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, so back here at Raymond James Stadium where we had a two-and-a-half-hour-plus weather delay before this game finally got underway, and then the Cougars began it with a bang. Puka Nakua scoring on a 75-yard fly sweep to open the game. He'd score a second touchdown on another fly sweep of five yards. Ended up with 76 rushing yards before leaving the game. His last rush injured him, and he's not returned. But others have gotten the job done around him. BYU leading at 50-21. to 21. Time for our New Skin beautiful catch of the game brought to you by New Skin. Discover the best you. And there have been some nice grabs. BYU's completed 25 passes. But uh, I'm going to go a little unconventional for tonight's beautiful catch of the game. I'm going to call it catching Chris Brooks in the transfer portal here this offseason because he's been spectacular for BYU as a running back. Chris Brooks, who also has one catch, by the way, for two yards. 13 carries for 135 yards, 10.4 yards per carry, and a touchdown of 52 yards. The 135 yards, his fifth 100-yard rushing day as a collegiate player, including his days at Cal. So Chris Brooks is our beautiful catch of the game, catching Chris in the portal. Chris is not in because Jackson McChesney will get some late run. So new running back for BYU, Jackson McChesney. will be behind quarterback Jaron Hall, who's under center Connor Pay. 5.26 to go. BYU loved to close the game with the ball. Grind this thing out. McChesney, second level. McChesney to the 30. McChesney to the 40. And just like that, a 27-yard run for Jackson McChesney. All he does is gain big chunks of yards, Riley. Boy, does he ever. Who can ever forget that UMass game he had a couple years ago? Fresh-legged Jackson McChesney with a long run in that UMass game to which Riley Nelson refers 228 rushing yards back in 2020. So BYU out to the 41-yard line 
on the big run from Jackson McChesney, 28 yards. And BYU is now at 567 yards, including 306 on the ground. You run for 300, you're winning. Lane Lunt is in at tight end for BYU. We're going to see some depth players in. Turn and hand off McChesney. McChesney fresh legs and just drives the shoulders into the tackler and moves him back a good couple yards. And Jackson gets five on the first down run. Tramel Logan took it in the chest. That's the guy that's been waiting to play. Yeah, and uh, is wants to show that BYU is in good hands. Should any, I mean, we, you'd never wish it, and I almost dare not speak it, but should anything happen to the depth at running back, he would be a, a more than serviceable a replacement for Lopini or Chris Brooks. So 50 to 21, and the clock rolling to 4:01. BYU is second and five at the Cougar 46-yard line. Jaron Hall stays in at quarterback. Jackson McChesney is the tailback. Again, Jackson, and again middle. And this time they come from the side to grab him and haul him down. So now the Cougs need four yards to move it on third down. Third and short for BYU. They say no gain. So third down and four. Third and five, beg your pardon. No gain on the play from the BYU 46. So some work to do to here to move the sticks. So Miles Davis now the running back in place of McChesney on third and five. Play clock under 10. Game clock at 310. Jaron Hall under center. Two wide receivers to the right. One of the motions from right to left. Hand off Davis, and Davis shoved out to the outside, leaning for the line to gain, didn't get it. On third and five, got four. And now BYU facing a fourth down and one. Now, if you make it, you're all but assured of ending the game with the football. And they're not going to give that chance. No. So they're going to punt it away. Yeah, it was a pretty long one. If the ball was just inside, but it looks to me like one and a half, it's all, all, even the no, you know, the tip of the ball is just barely inside two yards. All right, so on fourth and two, BYU will not add to its uh, scoring tally tonight, it would appear. 50 to 21 as Ryan Rico and the flag flies. And that's a punt out of bounds. Not a great kick from Rico and a flag on top of that. So special teams, and it depends on who this is on. Of course, yeah, let's wait for the call could here. Be but lining up offsides. By may have lined South up. Florida. So you think USF lined up offside? Yeah. All right. Because Rico's timing was thrown off, and USF was in the backfield pretty darn quick. And that would move the chains, right? Correct. So that would allow BYU to likely end the game with the ball. Illegal formation. No. Kicking team. More no. than four in the backfield. Wow. Five-yard penalty will be added to the end of the kick. First down. So the. Uh, the second half fallibility proved to be on special teams. It's made all kinds of mistakes. Every time they had a chance here in the second half, there was something wrong. With the exception of field goals. Yeah, good point. Yeah, he, yeah. He, well, he nailed the one in the first half, nailed the one in the second half. But you're right. Kickoff, return, kickoff, and now punt have all had issues. So to the 21-yard line and a timeout on the field. It'll be first and 10 from the USF 21. The Bulls first and 10 after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU with a 29-point edge on the scoreboard, 50-21. to 
a 300-yard edge on the stat sheet, 575 to 275. A 17-play run edge in total plays, 69 to 52. And a 12-minute possession edge in 33 to 21. So in every meaningful way, BYU dominates here in Tampa. And you're quibbling when you look to the, to the fact that after outscoring USF 38-0 to open the game, BYU's been outscored 21-12 to the other way. And again, that's, a, uh, that's cosmetic. And you could also look to the special teams issues BYU's had. But for the most part, for an opener, 50 points and kind of running away is uh, pretty much all, all that you want to open the season on the road. Sure. And, and a, a weather delay and the heat and humidity. Kudos to BYU for taking care of business here tonight. All right, as we come back in, it's USF first and 10 at the 21-yard line. New tailback in for USF as Gary Bohannon hands off. And the player they've listed, the only only 25 we have is a safety, and they've got a 25 in the backfield. Who should be, he's 24 on the the stat sheet. So Michael Hamilton is the new running back in. Thank you to spotter Sean Firmage for locking that down. He's wearing 25, but no 25 on the roster. It is Michael Hamilton who wears 24, we're told. Hamilton gains two, second down and eight, and 136 to play. And a straight handoff middle, a bust out to the left, and a wrap-up for two yards. It'll be third down and six, Hamilton again. Stay with us during our post-game coverage for our Metal March Steel Man of the Game and Waystar Star of the Game selections. Defensive leaders for BYU, Jacob Boren in tackles with six. And four solo stops. There were four Cougs with four solo stops. Boren, Thule, Robinson, and Judy Lally. Jacob Boren also with TFL tonight. Third down and six at the USF 25. Gary Bohannon shotgun with Michael Hamilton to his left hip. Keeper from Bohannon. First down. Up the gut to the 40. 15-yard run on third and six. 47 seconds as the clock stops to move the chains. And now the clock is run. And the play clock runs down to 30. The game clock down to 35. These are the elementary snaps of the game. We'll be stunned if the final score is anything other than 50-21 to 21 BYU. First and 10 from the USF 38. Bohannon awaits the shotgun snap. Takes it at his chest. Gives off Hamilton. Hamilton is stacked up and spun around and dropped down for no gain on the play. And that should likely be the final play of this game. That'll do it. Ten seconds to play, and the sidelines empty. BYU starts the 2022 campaign with a resounding win in Tampa. Final score, BYU 50 and South Florida 21. Post-game coverage begins after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. its 2022 season opener by a score of 50 to 21 over South Florida. BYU led this game uh, 28 to, uh, beg your pardon, 38 to 7 at halftime. BYU led 38 nothing before the Bulls scored on their final possession of the first half. They scored to open the second half on a kickoff return. Once BYU got the ball back, 
It's time for Christopher Brooks to go to work and make his BYU debut a memorable one. This was Chris Brooks in the third quarter. Roberts motions as the handoff goes Brooks. Brooks to the secondary. Chris Brooks maybe gone he is. 30, 20, 10. Welcome to BYU, Christopher Brooks. Touchdown Cougars. Chris Brooks up the middle and in for six. So Christopher Brooks scores from 52 out and BYU with Christopher Brooks scoring his first BYU touchdown. Ends up with the leading rusher becoming the leading rusher. On that play, ends up with 135 yards on 13 carries. So 13 for 135 and a touchdown for Chris Brooks. 52-yard scamper we just heard. 10.4 yards per carry for Chris on the night. That's BYU's lone touchdown of the second half. It was a Jake Oldroyd field goal uh, late in the, uh, rather early in the fourth for the final tally that BYU put up. And 50-21 to 21 is your final score. BYU as a team racks up 575 yards to... South Florida's 293. 261 passing yards to USF's 172. The rush tally 314 to 121. BYU penalized four times all in the second half. Four for 35. USF three for 25. BYU had 27 first downs to USF's 12. BYU another 50% day on third downs. BYU an excellent record under Kalani when they do 50 or better on third downs, the Cougs 7 for 13 tonight on third downs and 2 for 2 on fourth downs. So under Kalani Sitake, BYU now 24 and 4 when they convert on better than half of their third down tries. USF was 4 for 12 on third and 1 for 4 on fourth. BYU ran 13 more plays than USF, 69 to 56 yards per play. Substantial edge, BYU at 8.5, beg your pardon, 8.3 to USF's 5.2. BYU averaged 8.5 yards a rush and 10.5 yards per completion. BYU 4 of 5 in the red zone. They threw a red zone pick, right, for their one miscue. Is that right, Riley? Correct, yeah. Uh, Possession time. BYU by nearly 10 minutes, 33 to 24. Uh, That cannot be right. They haven't updated the final possession time numbers yet. BYU was around 10 minutes better in possession time. Uh, Seven tackles for loss for USF today. That number kind of stands out as they uh, said they would bring the heat, and they did to an extent as they tackle uh, had seven TFLs against BYU. Let's get you our Metal Mart Steel Man of the Game and Waystar Star of the Game honorees. We'll start with our Waystar Star of the Game. It's brought to you by Waystar. Simplifying healthcare payments. Learn more at waystar.com. And tonight's Waystar Star of the Game left the game kind of early. In fact, it was halfway through. How often does the star of the game play only about eight minutes but that was Puka Nakua uh, tonight he left the game due to injury in the first quarter but before leaving he carried the ball three times for 76 yards and two touchdowns he had one catch for 22 yards and on his last touch he sprained an ankle that took him off the field and into a walking boot for the rest of the night but in getting BYU off to a first play touchdown start and just uh Absolutely would be what you needed after a two-and-a-half-hour weather delay. Puka is our way star, star of the game, and get well soon, Puka. Yeah, call him a shooting star, right? A flash across <laughs> yeah, the sky. Good, yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then did it. But he look, I I was watching him a lot. He went in before he got taped. He was doing some sprints and some cuts, and then he went back in, got taped again. And I think throughout the whole time of him. Uh, he, 
you know, testing out his ankle. BYU extended their lead from, I think, 21 nothing, maybe even 14 nothing, to, you know, 35-38 nothing. And I think at that point they decided it's best to start the recovery and healing process because he will be needed next week against Baylor. We'll save our Metal March Steel Man of the Game for our first segment of the uh, of Cougar Postgame Live, and that's coming up after we conclude our recap. And our recap will go to individual numbers of note. Let's start with, uh, with Jaron Hall. And, and just, man, he just quietly goes about great business. 25 for 32 for 261, two touchdowns. There was the pick in the end zone, but it's a 161 pass efficiency rating for Jaron Hall. On the ground, Chris Brooks leading BYU 13 for 135 and a score. It's his third most rushing yards, I believe, in a collegiate game, including his time at Cal. Puka Nakua, three for 76 and two scores. Lopini Katoa was good, 10 for 55. An average of 5.5. Jackson McChesney, three carries for 33. So BYU's four leading ground gainers tonight average per carry, 5.5, 10.4, 11, and 25.3 yards per tote. Not too bad. Jaron Hall, five for 17, and a long of eight. 12 BYU receivers tonight. Cody Epps, four for 26 to lead BYU in receptions. Chase Roberts, 3 for 41 to lead BYU in yards. So on a night when Nakua leaves early and Ronnie doesn't play, your top two receivers for catches and yards are Cody Epps and Chase Roberts. Depth receivers arguing coming into the season. Dallin Holker, 3 for 39 and a score. Braden Cosper, 3 for 27. Mason Wake, 3 for 9. Isaac Rex, 2 for 23. By the way, all the tight ends had all their catches in the first half. Nothing after halftime. Uh, Lopini Katoa, 2 for 21. And then five BYU players with singletons. Puka, 1 for 22. Keanu Hill, 1 for 21. Terrence Fall, 1 for 19. Miles Davis, 1 for 11. And Chris Brooks, 1 for 2 yards. Gary Bohannon, a, uh, a subdued 17 for 30 for 172. No touchdowns and a pick. A passer rating under 100 at 98.2. Leading rusher for USF. Jaron Mangum, 10 for 39 and a score. Also rushing score for Brian Batty on three carries and 14 yards. Leading receiver for USF, five for a buck 13. Xavier Weaver gets to the century mark on five for 113. He led the Bulls in receptions and receiving yardage. BYU 50 and South Florida 21 is our final score. So for the second time in three season openers, BYU scores 50 or more. It was at Navy. In 2020, in the COVID year, that BYU opened up with a 55-point performance, and the Cougs go for 50 tonight and win it by a score of 50 to 21. More from Riley Nelson and me coming up after this break. But uh, Riley, before we do break for a moment, just a, kind of a general summation on what you got out of BYU in its season opener. I mean, picked up where they left off, right? I think the uh, the 21 points you're going to say ah oh, the defense could have done better but you got to remember it was special teams that gave up one of those touchdowns so 14 points and then one of those uh, was uh, another special teams mistake one of those touchdowns was a special team mistake on the kickoff team right where they were offsides and didn't ex- execute a pooch punt uh, and uh, only gave them about a 50 yard field so uh, Great job, I, I felt, by the defense. Uh, there were some flashes there where USF was able to have some success, but I felt like they were they made adjustments and were able to, um, you know, 
it wasn't weaknesses. It was just adjustments to be made. And then offensively, obviously the ground game was working, the distribution in the passing game, the efficiency, the decision-making. No, well, there was one weak hold called downfield on Isaac Rex on a DB, but no holding from the offensive line, no false starts, uh, really clean game up front by those boys. Obviously the debut of Chris Brooks, Brooks should have everyone excited for the rest of the season. And Jaron Hall had showed flashes of brilliance and uh, the solid uh, poise and decision-making that we've come accustomed to know. So all in all, oh, last thing I'll say is give credit to um, what I thought was very creative and inventive play calling. I thought that the offensive play design and play execution was really something uh, that was a treat for football fans uh, to behold. So uh, banging on all cylinders and can't wait for Baylor to come to Provo and for Cougar Nation to be there for the home opener. All right, uh, Kalani Sitake making his way off the field with career victory number 49 in his pocket. Kalani goes to 49 and 29 as BYU's head coach. Our final score tonight is BYU 50 and USF 21. More postgame coverage coming up from Tampa after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.